Welcome to the REI Mastermind Network, where host Jack Haas gathers amazing stories from leaders in real estate investing. In each episode, our guests will tell you what they're doing that works, what they've tried that failed, and best of all, you'll learn actionable steps to take your real estate investing to the next level. Now, here's Jack with another value-packed episode. We have Josh Ziegelbaum with us here today. Josh, I really appreciate your time. And uh, for those who would like to follow along, I'm going to direct everybody to your website, legacy-group.co. Remember, it's that .co. I, I sometimes just memory, just type the M on the end of those. So that's why I'm, I'm emphasizing that. So legacy-group.co. And Legacy and his team, they focus on alternative investments outside of the United States. And we're going to dive into a few of those things and what that means. But I really appreciate your time, Josh, and thanks for being with me here today. Yeah, thanks, Jack. It's a pleasure to be here as well. So, you know, I, there's going to be a lot to unpack here, and and I think it's best to hear it directly from you. What exactly does Legacy Group do? Sure, sure. Great question. So my name is Josh Ziegelbaum, as you mentioned. I'm the Director of Investor Relations at Legacy Group. And what we do is uh, we open unique investment opportunities up for our investors, primarily our US-based investors. We're a private equity firm that focuses on on real assets um, outside the US. Uh, We currently have a portfolio company of ours, uh, the Green Coffee Company, which I'll get to in a moment, but essentially we're the second largest uh, producer of coffee in the entire country. So really we we provide passive investment opportunities to high net worth investors. Uh, We open up uh, interesting markets uh, that they otherwise wouldn't have access to through traditional methods. And uh, we're really just getting started here. So uh, we have a portfolio of companies which we brought to the market, and uh, we're looking to continue to accelerate um, over the coming years here. But we have a very active approach in our management. Uh, we uh, make all the management decisions on behalf of our investors. We sit in the board meetings, and we, uh, we really do everything we can to drive these businesses forward. So we deploy our capital in uh, businesses that we either started from scratch or that we believe in, and then we open those up for uh, investors to participate alongside of us. So, you know, a lot of people, they they start with any kind of real estate investment or business investment in their backyard. Why did you guys jump into this international space? Sure, sure. So we really identified uh, Colombia as a market with a tremendous amount of opportunity that was really untapped as far as uh, sophisticated asset managers are concerned. The background of the two partners, uh, Cole Shepard, our founding partner, he has a background in M&A. Um, he's worked you know, throughout the world, throughout Asia, throughout Bermuda, and uh, he stumbled upon uh, Medellin uh, in his travels and he fell in love with it and saw that it was ripe with opportunity. So we actually started with a uh, some real estate investing uh, locally that that switched and eventually evolved into um, an agriculture project, which is the Green Coffee Company, and really, uh, it's just such a fragmented market that has a tremendous amount of growth opportunity, and uh, we just didn't see asset managers uh, really deploying there or, or developing special businesses, especially in the coffee industry. It's highly fragmented with very small farmers making up the majority of the landholders there. So we identified a chance to uh, really scale and sophisticate the business, bring first world practices to a somewhat undeveloped area and use those to uh, to grow and scale a business, which uh, we have a goal of um, taking public here in the US actually. So while the assets are all in uh, Colombia primarily, 
uh, we have US-based structures for our investment products. So our investors are actually investing in a US-based uh, holding company where all the assets flow up uh, to the parent to them. So that's a way in which we get our uh, guys comfortable with international investing. Theoretically, it's, it's domestic as far as our investors are concerned, but um, we wanted to open up uh, other markets, allow real estate investors to get exposure to alternative assets. And uh, really most of our uh, investors are primarily real estate investors and, and they use our projects as means of diversification into new asset classes and, and new markets. Sure. So you've brought up the the Green Coffee Company a couple times here now. Let's let's start with that entity and how that that piece of of the puzzle works because I think it might clarify exactly how this whole process works. So was was Green Coffee Company something that you through this through your syndication for the lack of a better way of describing it? Is it something you acquired? Is it something you started from scratch? How did how did that whole that piece of it come come to be? Sure. It, it was started from scratch, from the ground up. Uh, we actually seed funded the project from a number of real estate investors uh, through somewhat of a syndicated model, as you mentioned. Uh, we did our seed round uh, back in 2017. And it was really an idea to go out, start acquiring farmland, real assets that produce cash flow, and, uh, and, and essentially, let's just say, kind of Give people the chance to to invest in in agriculture in Colombia where, where they otherwise would never have access to because there's no one doing uh, what we're doing like these types of projects really don't exist so it was started from the ground up uh, we built it and scaled it over the years uh, we recently doubled our land holdings uh, to 4,700 acres and we have about four million trees in the ground and growing. So it was started from scratch. We've done it through a series of acquisitions. We we acquire farms in, in a geographically centric region. It's currently in Salgar. Um, it's a town about two to three hours outside of Medellin. And, and it's all been done from the ground up through acquisitions. Sure. So um, with all that, did, did did you and or your partners have some background when it come to came to the coffee business? Or is that something that you looked ex- externally for that type of expertise and how did you build that team? Sure. That's a great question. So our backgrounds are the following. So my background's in financial services. I was a uh, private banker before uh, joining up uh, with Legacy Group. And uh, I was a relationship manager for high net worth clients and business owners in Miami Beach, um, initially in central Jersey, but moved down here a, a few years ago. And uh, that's my background, wealth management, had my Series 7, was kind of working with public securities, doing some real estate investing myself on a personal level, but not in agriculture specifically until the Green Coffee Company. Cole Shepard, the founding partner, his background is in M&A and corporate advisory. So he has a heavy background there. He's worked with some agricultural companies before uh, starting uh, or founding the GCC, but really primarily uh, background in M&A and, and accounting. And then the other partner, Adam Jason, he is a full career as a corporate attorney uh, in the U.S. Uh, both of them live down in Columbia uh, full time in Medellin. I support them uh, from Fort Lauderdale here. But as far as who's spearheading the operations, uh, we hired a 25-year veteran of the agricultural business to be our CEO. That's Boris Wollner. And we've also hired um, our CFO, who is uh, Leonardo uh, Sanchez. He was previously working for Fox Latin America. Our chief agronomist who we put in place, Marino Restrepo, he was the agronomist for Starbucks Columbia. So we're really, we've hired out a lot of that agriculture talent, I would say, you know, as far as how we've done this and, and built it. Sure. 
So yeah, yeah, this is just really interesting how you go went about it. I mean, you essentially started this whole project in 2017, and now you are the. Did you say you were the second largest coffee distributor That's in correct. the U.S.? Uh, not in the U.S. in Colombia. So we're in the Columbia. second largest coffee producer in, in Colombia, and that's with yeah. uh, 4,700 acres as of today. Yeah. Wow. So does most of the product go to the U.S. then, or? Yeah, we, we have um, sales channels in the U.S., and we also sell domestically in Colombia to the collective groups. Um, we have buyers in Asia, in Europe. Uh, we sell to some of the largest trading houses in the world, such as Sukafina and SKN. But we do have some domestic uh, sales channels here in the U.S. I, I should mention this as well. What we do is we, are whole, we sell wholesale unroasted coffee. So it's not a, a brand that you would necessarily... Uh, see in stores today. However, we did recently uh, add the product to Amazon uh, for our investors and followers to enjoy. But uh, we sell domestically in Colombia, internationally to the US and, and other parts of the world as well. But as we look to go vertical in the coming years here, uh, we intend on either acquiring or building out uh, roasting channels in the United States so we can go further down the value chain, make more margin per pound, and you know create more long-term value for ourselves and our investors. Sure. Yeah, some of the people that listen to the show, they actually are into land investing, you know, buy, sell land, raw land. But that's primarily in the United States. What differences have you found dealing with land investments like this in Colombia? Sure. Well, as I kind of mentioned earlier, the market is incredibly fragmented there. And so it's like smaller land holding families that have owned these farms for generations. It's not an inherently liquid market. You have to literally go and negotiate with the families in person out in the mountains in Colombia. It's very different and uh, higher barriers to entry, I would say. You can't just, you can't just kind of up and go and, and kind of look on an MLS and, and start identifying properties that are available. Mm. It, it's really off market. And um, I would say that's kind of the primary uh, differentiating factor. And then a lot of it's like in-person negotiations and, sure. and and finding opportunities. We have conversations for years before they, they end up in acquisitions in many cases. Sure. So is there like a lot of different processes regarding any kind of governmental agency entities and stuff you have to deal with down there too? Or is it fairly similar? I mean, it's similar in certain regards. I mean, there, you hold title to the property. I mean, it's similar in that sense. Um, a lot of it's done through attorneys and notaries, uh, people that handle the transactions. You could work with a, with a broker, but you know, a lot of these transactions are, are direct uh, buyer to seller, at least in our case. That's how we we're able to buy at distressed pricing, really add value, somewhat value add investing uh, is what we do with off market deals. I, I would say it's it's similar in certain regards in, in terms of holding title, but the process is is different for sure. And and the documents are all in Spanish and and other things. Mm. So you need to really have the team uh, behind you that's able to execute make sure everything's done in a clean, professional manner and that all the assets are protected. And, and as mentioned, that they all actually flow up to our, our parent company in the U.S. So we have operating subsidiaries in Colombia, one of which holds title to the land, the other does the operations. And then our holding company owns both of those. So we indirectly hold title to everything here in the U.S. So it's a bit different in, in that structure, I would say, than what you'd find here with direct land purchases. Right. Okay. Well, you know, with, with all of that, it started with this with the the coffee company. You're adding value by by converting this additional raw land 
into coffee producing, like it, it becomes a business at that point. You, you said you're adding value. How, how is the land increasing in value then? Like, can you give us a, a gauge of, of how much more valuable it becomes when you're, when you're converting it to a coffee producing land like this? Sure, sure. So I should mention that the farms that we acquire are generally already coffee farms. And then what we do is we improve on them. Uh, we plant additional trees. We make the existing trees healthier. Uh, we have technologies that monitor the soil, that monitor the, the light, the rain, and we really increase the, the um, production levels on, on the land, uh, which increases revenue and, 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 as you know, creates more profits. So as the land um, becomes more, bears more coffee cherries at, at, a, at a higher production rate, the value of it inherently increases. And then kind of beyond that, uh, coffee is an interesting space or agriculture because your, your land value is somewhat tied to the commodity itself. So we've seen a massive surge in the price of coffee um, over the last 12 months. I mean, it's hitting multi-year highs, almost 250 a pound uh, as of this recording. And so people in our earlier rounds, we, we've acquired all the existing, all these farms, and then the commodity in which is produced on the farms has gone up exponentially. That's also assisted us, but that's not so much in the value add side, but that goes on. It's kind of bolted on, on top of uh, what we've done on a operational level. It, it's kind of uh, what I would say are the, are the main points there. Yeah. Okay. So the coffee was where you started. What have you been branching off into? You, you mentioned you have a parent company, but what other type of investments does the, uh, does your company do? Sure. So we look for innovative investment opportunities in Latin America, as of now, specifically in Colombia. We have an investment in a company called Polygonus. It's a legacy group portfolio company. They do 3D art and design, e-learning. They're heavily involved in the metaverse space, uh, creating characters and such for uh, for video games, uh, digital art, and certain productions like digital video, video productions. The company's grown massively. We made a seed investment into them uh, several years ago, which has grown multiples of that. So we own an equity position in Polygonus at Legacy Group. It's not one we for which we've opened up to our investors as of yet. Uh, we hope to do so at some point in the future, depending on their capital needs. And then we're actively diligencing disruptive technology companies, looking at a couple of fintech type deals and different things. And then, of course, uh, what's next? I mean, we want to continue to expand uh, like a uh, the green coffee company, do more acquisitions, increase the land holdings and, and go vertical in the U S through the roasters, as I mentioned, but a couple other things in the hopper that we're working on and really all specifically around uh, Latin America and, and Medellin more specifically. Sure. So Polygon is, is, have they worked on anything we would recognize? It's really more focused on uh, Latin American productions. So stuff oh, that sure. that's going on in, uh, in Mexico, Colombia. So, so nothing that I could really point to, but um, when your listeners or watchers go to our website, you could find more on Polygonus there. There's a link to theirs and you can look at some of their footage and, and things that they've done. Oh, sure. You can sure. also follow them or us on social, but I wouldn't say in anything that everyone would broadly know, but, but definitely a growing company. Sure. So just a reminder, everybody, uh, the website is legacy-group.co and you can learn a little bit more about what Josh is talking about here, including the links to uh, some of these businesses that they invest in. So one of the things on your website that, that you mention is uh, impact investing. What, what do you mean by that, that phrase? Sure. 
essentially doing right by people and doing right by the environment. And and we do that uh, with our everyday business practices. So first and foremost, formal employment in the region. It's something that's really non-existent in the coffee sector in Colombia. People are generally paid cash. If they're injured, so be it. Uh, We've implemented first world employment methods. We provide full benefits, healthcare, pensions. Uh, We really take care of the people in the communities in which we operate. And it's something you could tell when you go there in, in person. You could see how excited the people are to go to work. And we, they're all wearing formal clothing, all the proper stuff. So really doing right by the people in the communities in which we operate, that's, that's the main thing. And also the environmental component. Uh, we uh, use a limited amount of pesticides in our plant, in our processing. We, we spray at the base of the trees in order to reduce the amount uh, that, that's put out there. Uh, we reduced water used um, in terms of our um, operations. We are uh, using a biodegradable planting mechanism through Elipot. It's, it's a technology that makes like a smaller biodegradable pod to plant a coffee tree instead of a plastic bag. So we're removing a lot of waste in the environment there. Um, I'd say those are kind of like the main things. And it's, it's important because it's the right thing to do. And also because it's rewarded in the public and private markets by investors. So it's something that we're passionate about making a difference, but also the markets uh, receive these types of companies um, in a better light uh, when you make an impact. Yeah. You know, you, you mentioned earlier too, that uh, this is kind of an, well, it's an alternative or a way for, for real estate investors to uh, diversify their portfolio investments a bit. I think there's a lot of, we don't know what we don't know in this, in this world. With that being said, if somebody was going to pursue or, or look at alternative forms of investing like this, are there questions that they should ask to ensure that it's a good fit and they're dealing with a reputable company? Sure. I would always ask someone that's looking at alternative investments. I would tell them to ask about their track record, the team, the management team that's been hired. What is the exit strategy? You want to make sure that the asset manager has a clearly articulated plan on how they're going to take your investment from today until an exit and hopefully a successful exit. So really taking a deep dive into the materials, uh, you would generally receive a private placement memorandum or an offering memo. So kind of going to that in detail so you understand um, the transaction in detail because there there are some more moving parts that that you would want to review. So I'd say kind of just asking every question on your mind (laughs) during your diligence calls, you know, Usually what we do is, you know, someone comes into our system, either they visit our website, they subscribe to our newsletter, and we we give them regular educational content. But if they're interested in an opportunity, we would connect for an introductory call, tell them more about the company with certain things that we covered today, and maybe a little bit deeper into the offering at the time. I get to know the clients as well. That's really important to us is really understanding our clients' needs because not every project is a fit for every person. So everything has its own holding period. Uh, certain things are more income, others are more growth related. Projects like ours are are both. So uh, kind of understanding the needs and how it would fit into your overall portfolio. You also want to look at like, well, what are my holdings now and how can this complement it? And, uh, and besides diversifying into alternatives, diversifying different opportunities in the alternative investment space, I think would give people the greatest likelihood of success. And 
really alternative investments provide uncorrelated returns, something that I, I'm very passionate about and think should be part of everyone's portfolio, especially with my background in public markets. I, I'm seeing a lot of opportunities that don't exist in public markets, outsized returns that can really change people's lives in ways in which uh, an index fund or <laughs> or a residential property might not. Right. So uh, what's next? What's next for your company? Uh, you're, you're probably looking at your next acquisition or next business. What what What's next for you? Sure, sure. On, on the coffee company itself, we're looking to do another round of acquisitions uh, this year in order to solidify our position as the largest coffee producer in Colombia. And then uh, looking to build out those roasting channels in the U.S. in order to take the company public in a target year of 2025. That's really what we want to do. Uh, we're also dual tracking it uh, for a potential sale. So really scaling up the business, adding you know more land holdings, more real assets into the equation, increasing revenue over the next number of years, and then exiting that business for our investors. And then, as I mentioned, you know, kind of we're looking for new opportunities every day. We're very meticulous and careful in which in the in the projects in which we pick and which we put our money behind. But we really want to find uh, new opportunities for our investors that they could deploy capital into emerging markets and feel comfortable working with uh, American professionals along the way. Sure. Well, this has been eye-opening, Josh. I appreciate you giving us this this amount of time and and trying to explain this to us. Uh, this is a pretty new topic for everybody. Again, I want to remind everybody, legacy-group.co, and you can uh, connect with Josh and his team and see what they're up to. There's quite a bit of content on their website, so definitely check that out. Josh, before I let you go, is there a question you wished I would have asked you here today? Who is our target? Who are our investors, right? Like, Who, who are these guys <laughs> that are sure. placing capital in, into Legacy Group's projects? So I, I would say almost entirely American investors. Uh, it, we open, we're only open for accredited investors. So high net worth individuals uh, place capital with us. A lot of the guys that have invested in our past round that we just closed, the Series B round, were repeat investors from our earlier rounds. But I would say an overwhelming amount of people in our projects are real estate investors, <laughs> guys that own multifamily, they own single family homes, they have apartment complexes, trailer parks, like guys like this, they love our project because a lot of them are are heavy involved in real estate. Because as you know, it's a, it's a great business to be in, of course. But um, I'd say almost all of our guys are, are, meet that category. Some are high income earners from, from other careers, but pretty interesting to me, especially coming on this show. I, I see a lot of parallels in maybe your audience here and people that are involved. So I would love to stay connected with uh, uh, with, with your group. And and as you mentioned, you, you could find us on the, on our website, legacy-group.co. You could also email us, investor.relations at legacy-group.co or uh, find us on social media and we'd be happy to uh, stay connected. Well, Josh, this was great. I hope you'll uh, consider coming back again sometime. This is Especially as you're growing, uh, this this is just a fascinating story of going from essentially starting this up to being the now the number three coffee producer in Colombia, number two. Yeah, number two today. Number two now. Wow. Okay. Right <laughs> while we were recording, they made they became number two, and and they're gunning for number one. So this is this is awesome. Thank you again. Yeah. Thanks, Chuck. Yeah. Have a good day. If you learned at least one actionable step to incorporate into your real estate investing? If so, please consider returning some of that value by leaving a positive review, subscribing to our YouTube channel, 
or joining our growing network on Facebook and Twitter. You can find links to all of our social media accounts in the show notes. See you next time.